Welcome to Bite at a Time Books Behind the Story, where we answer the questions you have about your favorite classic authors. What inspired your favorite author to write their novels? What was going on in the world at the time? Follow along with us as we tell you what was happening in the world while your favorite authors wrote your favorite classics. My name is Bree Carlisle, and I love to read and wanted to share my passion with listeners like you. If you want to know what's coming next and vote on upcoming books, sign up for our newsletter at biteatatimebooks.com. Be sure to follow my show on your favorite podcast platform so you get all the new episodes. You can find most of our links in the show notes, but also our website, biteatatimebooks.com, includes all of the links for our show, including to our Patreon to support the show and YouTube, where we have special behind the narration of the episodes. We're part of the Bite at a Time Books Productions Network. If you'd also like to hear a book by the author, check out the Bite at a Time Books podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Today we'll be talking about the biography of the Grimm brothers. Early Lives Jacob Ludwig Karl Grimm and Wilhelm Karl Grimm were born on January 4, 1785 and February 24, 1786, respectively, in Hanau in the Landgravate of Hesse Castle within the Holy Roman Empire, present-day Germany, to Philip Wilhelm Grimm, a jurist, and Dorothea Grimm, nay, Zimmer, daughter of a castle city councilman. They were the second and third eldest surviving siblings in a family of nine children, three of whom died in infancy. In 1791, the family moved to the countryside town of Stenau during Philip's employment there as a district magistrate, Amptman. The family became prominent members of the community, residing in a large home surrounded by fields. Biographer Jack Zipes writes that the brothers were happy in Stenau and clearly fond of country life. The children were educated at home by private tutors, receiving strict instructions as Lutherans, which instilled in both a lifelong religious faith. Later, they attended local schools. In 1796, Philip Grimm died of pneumonia, causing great poverty for the large family. Dorothea was forced to relinquish the brother's servants in large house, depending on financial support from her father and sister, who was then the first lady-in-waiting at the court of William I, Elector of Hesse. Jacob was the eldest living son, forced at age 11 to quickly assume adult responsibilities, shared with Wilhelm for the next two years. The two brothers then followed the advice of their grandfather, who continually exhorted them to be industrious. The brothers left Stenau and their family in 1798 to attend the Gymnasium in Kassel, which had been arranged and paid for by their aunt. By then, they were without a male provider. Their grandfather died that year, forcing them to rely entirely on each other and become exceptionally close. The two brothers differed in temperament. Jacob was introspective, and Wilhelm was outgoing although he often suffered from ill health, but they shared a strong work ethic and excelled in their studies. In Castle, they became acutely aware of their inferior social status relative to highborn students who received more attention. Each brother graduated at the head of his class, Jacob in 1803 and Wilhelm in 1804. He missed a year of school due to scarlet fever. Castle after graduation from the Frederick Gymnasium, the brothers attended the University of Marburg. The university was small, with about 200 students, 
And there, they became painfully aware that students of lower social status were not treated equally. They were disqualified from admission because of their social standing and had to request dispensation to study law. Wealthier students received stipends, but the brothers were excluded even from tuition aid. Their poverty kept them from student activities or university social life. However, their outsider status worked in their favor, and they pursued their studies with extra vigor. Inspired by their law professor, Frederick von Savigny, who awakened in them an interest in history and philology, the brothers studied medieval German literature. They shared Savigny's desire to see the unification of the 200 German principalities in a single state. Through Savigny and his circle of friends, German romantics such as Clemens Brentano and Ludwig Achim von Arnim, the Grimms were introduced to the ideas of Johann Gottfried Herder, who thought that German literature should revert to simpler forms, which he defined as Volksposi, natural poetry, as opposed to Kunstposi, artistic poetry. The brothers dedicated themselves with great enthusiasm to their studies, about which Wilhelm wrote in his autobiography. The ardor with which we studied Old German helped us overcome the spiritual depression of those days. Jacob was still financially responsible for his mother, brother, and younger siblings in 1805, so he accepted a post in Paris as a research assistant to von Savigny. On his return to Marburg, he was forced to abandon his studies to support the family, whose poverty was so extreme that food was often scarce, and take a job with the Hessian War Commission— in a letter written to his aunt at this time, Wilhelm wrote of the circumstances. We five people eat only three portions and only once a day. Jacob found full-time employment in 1808 when he was appointed court librarian to the king of Westphalia and went on to become a librarian in Castle. After their mother's death that year, he became fully responsible for his younger siblings. He arranged and paid for his brother Ludwig's studies at art school and for Wilhelm's extended visit to Hale to seek treatment for heart and respiratory ailments, following which Wilhelm joined Jacob as librarian in Castle. At Brentano's request, the brothers had begun collecting folktales in a cursory manner in 1807. According to Jack Zipes at this point, the Grimps were unable to devote all their energies to their research and did not have a clear idea about the significance of collecting folktales in this initial phase. During their employment as librarians, which paid little but afforded them ample time for research, the brothers experienced a productive period of scholarship, publishing books between 1812 and 1830. In 1812, they published their first volume of 86 folktales, Kinder und Hagmarken, followed quickly by two volumes of German legends and a volume of early literary history. They went on to publish works about Danish and Irish folktales, and also Norse mythology, while continuing to edit the German folktale collection. These works became so widely recognized that the brothers received honorary doctorates from universities in Marburg, Berlin, and Breslau, now Rocklaw. Gottingen on May 15, 1825, Wilhelm married Henriette Dorothea, Dorchen Wilde, a pharmacist's daughter and childhood friend who had given the brothers several tales. Jacob never married, but continued to live in the household with Wilhelm and Dorchen. In 1830, both brothers were overlooked when the post of chief librarian came available, which disappointed them greatly. 
They moved to the household to Göttingen, in the Kingdom of Hanover, where they took employment at the University of Göttingen. Jacob as a professor and head librarian, and Wilhelm as a professor. During the next seven years, the brothers continued to research, write, and publish. In 1835, Jacob published the well-regarded German mythology, Deutsch Mythology. Wilhelm continued to edit and prepare the third edition of Kinder und Hachmarchen for publication. The two brothers taught German studies at the university, becoming well-respected in the newly established discipline. In 1837, the brothers lost their university posts after joining the rest of the Göttingen Seven in protest. The 1830s were a period of political upheaval and peasant revolt in Germany, leading to the movement for democratic reform known as Young Germany. The brothers were not directly aligned with the Young Germans, but they and five of their colleagues reacted against the demands of Ernest Augustus, King of Hanover, who in 1837 dissolved the Parliament of Hanover and demanded oaths of allegiance from civil servants, including professors at the University of Göttingen. For refusing to sign the oath, the seven professors were dismissed and three were deported from Hanover, including Jacob, who went to Castle. He was later joined there by Wilhelm, Dorchen, and their four children. The brothers were without income, and again in extreme financial difficulty in 1838, so they began what would become a lifelong project. The writing of a definitive dictionary, the German Dictionary, Deutsches Wörterbuch, whose first volume was not published until 1854. The brothers again depended on friends and supporters for financial assistance and influence in finding employment. Berlin and Later Years In 1840, von Sevigny and Bettina von Arnim appealed successfully to Frederick William IV of Prussia on behalf of the brothers, who were offered posts at the University of Berlin. In addition to teaching posts, the Academy of Sciences offered them stipends to continue their research. Once they had established their household in Berlin, they directed their efforts towards the work on the German dictionary and continued to publish their research. Jacob turned his attention to researching German legal traditions and the history of the German language, which was published in the late 1840s and early 1850s. Meanwhile, Wilhelm began researching medieval literature while editing new editions of Hausmarchen. After the revolutions of 1848 in the German states, the brothers were elected to the civil parliament. Jacob became a prominent member of the National Assembly at Mainz. Their political activities were short-lived, however as their hope for a unified Germany dwindled and their disenchantment grew. In the late 1840s, Jacob resigned his university position and published The History of the German Language. Wilhelm continued at his university post until 1852. After retiring from teaching, the brothers devoted themselves to the German dictionary for the rest of their lives. Wilhelm died of an infection in Berlin on December 16, 1859, and Jacob deeply upset at his brother's death, became increasingly reclusive. He continued working on the dictionary until his own death on September 20, 1863. Zipes writes of the Grimm's dictionary and of their very large body of work, symbolically, the last word was fruit. Fruit. Thank you for joining Bite at a Time Books behind the story today, while we answered some of the questions you have about one of your favorite classic authors. Again, my name is Brie Carlisle, and I hope you come back next time when we answer more of your questions about one of your favorite classic authors. 
Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at biteatatimebooks.com. Check out the show notes or our website, biteatatimebooks.com, for the links for our show.